Hello, I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash, and you're listening to episode six of Chat Disney. So welcome back to another episode. Today we are going to be talking about Hong Kong Disneyland Resort, and we'll be finishing off with our segment, What's This? But first, let's have a look at what's been going on this week. So sadly in the world this week, um, as lots of you will know, Notre Dame Cathedral suffered a lot of damage after a fire that happened um, at the cathedral. It was due to some renovation work that was happening. Um, And you might be thinking, yeah, yeah, we know about this. What's it got to do with Disney? Well, for lots of us, Notre Dame is a symbol that has become quite synonymous with Disney um, because of the Hunchback of Notre Dame movie, obviously based on Victor Hugo's novel. And what that movie kind of means to so many people is obviously it's very representative of Paris, but it's also a movie about outcasts and freedom and love and Notre Dame has has been a place of sanctuary throughout history so the you know the devastation that's happened to the cathedral has affected a lot of people on an emotional level and Disney have kind of recognized this and they have very generously donated I believe five million pounds euros dollars I'm not sure the currency but five million to the repair work that will be happening at Notre Dame Cathedral to get it back to its original state. In other news, Shanghai have their first food and drink festival running at the moment. It's currently on until the 4th of May. Um, This is new to Shanghai Disneyland this year. It's currently taking place in Disney Town. Um, I believe they have 13 booths um, where they're featuring different foods from around the world. Um, And they're doing things like cooking workshops, demonstrations, um, demos. I've just said that. Cooking seminars. Um, So yeah, if you're lucky enough to be in Shanghai, high um, between now and the 4th of May do go along. What I thought was quite interesting about that was the fact it's food and drink and not food and wine like the other festivals. Do they drink wine in Shanghai? They do um yeah they do have quite a lot of wine in Shanghai and it's weird as well because Shanghai Disneyland is one of the only parks I think where you can actually go in and you can just buy a beer like where you would buy a coke or like Mm. a bottle of Sprite you can buy a beer yeah that's interesting that that it's food and drink yeah I think yeah because they're not a culture of big wine drinkers um maybe they didn't want to sort of give off the wrong message so I guess that's why they've changed it to drink sure sure in other news the Disney Plus announcement um has has been going crazy everyone on twitter has been talking about disney plus but we finally have a launch date for that so it's going to be coming to the us in november 2019 and what does that mean for all of us in the uk is disney plus going to come over to um our territory too is it going to replace disney life are they going to run alongside each other there's lots of kind of speculation the disney life twitter and instagram accounts have pretty much been dead since the announcement of disney plus they are of course still responding to customers with queries and that kind of thing but in terms of new publications and posts and announcements it's gone quiet so it looks very likely that we will be getting Disney Plus in the UK but we're just waiting for an announcement on that. Very exciting. So now let's move on to the main part of the episode chatting about Hong Kong Disneyland. (laughs) 
So Hong Kong Disneyland is a park that Tash was lucky enough to visit during the time that she was living in China. And what's quite unique about Tash's visit to Hong Kong Disneyland is that she actually went all by herself, which is something I'm really keen to chat to her about. I've never been to a Disney park completely by myself. So we will be touching a little bit on what that experience has been like for her. I know lots of annual pass holders like in going to the Disney parks by themselves. Um, so that would definitely be something that we will chat more about. But first of all, let's start at the very beginning of your trip. When did you go? Who did you... Well, you went on your own, so <laughs> scrap that question. Me, myself and I. Where did you stay? How did you get there? Tell us everything. Um, so I went... I'm actually just trying to think about when it was. I believe it was 2016. Yeah, I remember... I think it was 2016. Yeah, because you know I... Yeah, well, I interviewed you for you my did. blog. yes. And it was when... I feel like it was when my blog... I started the blog in 2016, and I feel yeah. like it was still quite new. Yeah, so yeah. That was, I think it was 2016, because I went, I went over Chinese New Year, um, so it was very busy when I went. Um, but yeah, I went to Hong Kong anyway with my now husband. Um, we didn't stay at any of the Disney hotels, of which there are three, which I'll talk about a little bit in a minute. Um, but we stayed in sort of the centre of Hong Kong. Um, Hong Kong is very, very expensive. Um, and it just made sense that we sort of stayed there because we were in Hong Kong for a few days anyway. And then I took one a one day trip to Hong Kong Disneyland. And Hong Kong is quite small, isn't it? It is very small, yeah. So is it quite easy to get from the centre to the park? It is, yeah. It's. I think it's about 40 minutes on the metro, um, if I can remember rightly, but it's quite easy to get there. Um, there's a line that you take, which I can't remember what it's called, which is not very helpful. But anyway, you get a line to a certain station and then you change onto the metro that runs straight to Disney, Okay. Um, which is amazing because it's a themed metro. So the windows are all Mickey shaped. You have the Mickey handrails. They even have sort of glass display cabinets throughout the metro with displaying like various objects and things information about the park so it's very very cool that is cool and I think also we touched a little bit about um on these sort of Disney metros and branded transportations when we spoke about Tokyo yes a couple of episodes ago and obviously this is something we will be talking about again in Shanghai so the Asian parks it seems really embrace kind of bringing that Disney magic to your trip before you've even arrived at the resort definitely and I love that I think definitely. it really kind of creates a really strong narrative and yeah it's really enjoyable just, yeah it just it gets you excited about it right from the moment that you get on that metro you yeah. still have sort of a 15 minute journey but um yeah it just the magic starts straight away definitely and so you mentioned that there's three uh main disney hotels in hong kong yes what are they kind of themed on because it feels you know the, the thing that's kind of been consistent i think as we've gone through these episodes mm -hmm. is there's so much repetition to what we're saying yeah and there's so many similarities definitely. so are any of these hotels unique or are they kind of similar to the other hotels around the world i think i mean i haven't visited any of them so i'm not an expert in any way shape or form this is just kind of from my own research online um, we did look at sort of staying at them when we did go to Hong Kong, but it just wasn't financially viable. Um, so they have the Disney Explorers Lodge, um, which is kind of...
kind of like an exploration themed hotel. The next one is the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel, okay. which is kind of your Victorian elegance hotel. Yes, so standard. again, very standard. And then you've got your Hollywood Hotel, which is kind of okay. your family friendly. Yeah. Um, yeah family friendly place to all go all bells and whistles characters that yeah, kind of thing exactly okay, cool. and they're all about a 15 minute walk to the park so they're all quite close or I believe they do shuttles as well from hotel to the park so perfect yes and you've said something quite key there you said the park so am I right in thinking there is just the one park in Hong Kong yeah there is just the one park um no plans for a second park I don't believe at the moment and it's kind of weird because it it is you go there and it's pretty much down the park that just down the park just the park <laughs> you don't have disney town or downtown disney or anything like what? that i know there's yeah. no there's no kind of restaurants or anything outside so when you get off the metro you kind of walk a little bit you have the entrance and then the park entrance is just there okay which is kind of weird um, I love Disney Town and I love that you can essentially go to Disney and not go in the park. Yes. Obviously, I would always want to go in the park, but if you can't go in the park, yeah, then you've kind of got that option. I think, again, as well, this whole thing of kind of building a narrative and the Disney magic coming to you before you get into the park. And again, this is something that we've touched upon Definitely. previously with other resorts, but having the, you know, the momentum of getting off the shuttle or the, out of the taxi, mm-hmm. however you've got there, and then walking through the Disney Village or yeah. Disney Springs or wherever you are, um, not Disney Springs because you don't do that there but you know what I mean but having that sense of um Disney magic before yeah. you've even entered it, sure. it's, it's quite important and it's a really big part of the trip I definitely think. I think one of my favorite things as well about going to Disney is obviously if you've got a few days at the park and then I love going out and going for dinner in Disney town yeah. or downtown Disney like wherever it does feel like a break and it just adds that bit more to it so it's kind of a shame they don't have that there um they've got inspiration lake which is a lake um and they have a wood so and they are kind of advertised on the um disneyland website as well um although they don't have much to do with disney i don't believe i didn't go to either of them because i only had a day but the lake i believe you can hire boats and things so you have got that bit to it but if you were going to go just to go there there's no restaurants or anything else right. around so. okay without entering the exactly park. yeah okay definitely. that makes sense so i mean before we start heading into the specifics of the park i'm really interested to kind of get as, as we've mentioned before the only park um, or resort that tash hasn't visited is walt disney world mm-hmm. so i kind of want to know your overall opinion of hong kong disney and I have um, a relative who lived in Hong Kong and had an annual pass there. And I asked him a little bit about it. And this is a quote, so please don't hate me. <laughs> I know but what you're going to say. He basically said it was like third world Disney. That's mm-hmm. that's what he said. So I'm interested to hear what you think about that. I don't agree with that personally. Um, to me, Disney is... Disneyland is Disneyland. And it's never done poorly um i mean with hong kong disneyland it is part owned by um uh, international theme parks which is owned by the hong kong government okay um, but disney still manage it so i don't think it's fair to sort of say that it's kind of not thought of it's kind of taken a back seat because it's yeah sort of not run solely by disney it's still well done it's kind of got a similar thing to california where it kind of feels a bit dated and old um out of all the parks i've been to it reminded me so much of california in the way that it's set out yeah the castle everything um so yeah i think it's got that thing like it just it just needs a bit of uh tlc it needs a bit of tlc it does but 
that's happening. Yes. So the castle, it is. Um, and I can't remember where I heard this. It was a really, really long time ago, actually. It was when Shanghai opened, yeah. and obviously Shanghai being kind of, you know, the neighbour of Hong mm-hmm. Kong. Um, they had the, the world's biggest Disney castle, and well, what I heard was Hong Kong weren't very happy about that. They've obviously got the smallest castle. Yes. And is it right they're getting a new one? They are. So I think part of the problem is is before um, people from mainland China were going to Hong Kong Disney because obviously it's easy for them to get to, whereas now they've got no need to go there. Um, and I kind of feel how I feel about Hong Kong Disney is unless you're going there specifically to go or you're on a stopover, you're probably not going go yeah. to go to disney in hong kong sure. if you are there hong yeah. kong seems like a very expatty slash stopover kind of place yeah um so i think they've kind of realized that they need to do something to kind of yeah kind of get it back in the public eye a bit and remind people it's there and give it a bit of a yeah new selling point really and i guess they're also doing that as well because they're getting some super similar expansions to disneyland paris so they're getting the frozen land expansion yeah. and also the marvel land expansion which shanghai will have neither of yeah. so that again is going to be a massive draw i think to hong kong for people that live in mainland uh, mainland china definitely especially with frozen because frozen yes. is so popular still even yeah in came out however many years ago it's so so popular yeah. in china tash was actually when tash was living in shanghai she was a um chinese well she was an english teacher to, <laughs> to chinese children and um as if any of you know anyone from china you'll know that um often if they move to the uk or they're business professionals they'll have um a, a british or an english name um and lots of tash's class named themselves elsa there were so many elsas <laughs> at yeah. least one in every class yeah so frozen's pretty big in china it's actually quite interesting to me actually when we talk about it and i've never really considered it before but why did Disney build Shanghai Disney when Hong Kong is so close? It's a very interesting question, actually. Um, I think one of the biggest things is is that for you can go to Hong Kong without a visa, but to go on to mainland China, you need a visa. Yes, I forgot um, about that. It was a bit difficult for me to get my visa, actually, for Shanghai. I remember the, the, the heartache. I'd, I'd repress that from my memory. But it was, <laughs> yeah, it, was it can quite, be very, yeah, very difficult. Painful. Um, and yeah, China is very keen to sort of come up with, you know, they're always sort of developing and there's a lot of... Um, sort of western developments that have happened i mean they're getting a universal in beijing as well no so they're kind of keen to are sort they? of catch up yeah they are oh wow it'll be very interesting to see how yeah. that turns out i'm not sure when it's going to open beijing but, um, is a yeah. very kind of um cultural city with lots of history yes and um, it feels quite regal mm-hmm. and quite grand so i can't imagine a theme park there no definitely Crazy. definitely but yeah i think as well that they just kind of wanted to do something to you know kind of match with you know america has got all the parks and they've got parks in europe and china kind of sees itself as this leading country and i guess yeah they just thought it was appropriate and it was time to throw a disney in there there you are Mm -hmm. so back to hong kong um the park you've touched upon the fact that it reminded you of california Mm -hmm. so we're talking about your traditional kind of disneyland park castle in the middle and then your various lands around the sides um were there any points of difference obviously um you know we could sit here and be like oh there's a fantasy land there's this was there anything you hadn't seen before in terms of lands and areas definitely um so i'll just give a quick overview of the land so you go in and you've got main street usa very similar 
Fantasyland, Adventureland, Tomorrowland, um, Grizzly Gulch, which is where sort of your runaway train um, is, although it's not called that. Toy Story Land, which I hadn't seen oh, before. Oh, wow. Okay, is that similar to... I don't think you've seen it, but Toy Story Land in Paris, where you've got like the RC racer, the slinky ride, yes, yeah. the parachute men. It's okay. exactly, it's okay. exactly like that. And they've now got one in Shanghai as well, which is also very similar. Great. Um, but yeah, it was the first time I'd done that. Very well executed with kind of like the big building blocks and things yeah. that you're kind of made to feel small like a toy. And yeah. Um, yeah, very, very well done. So that was the first time. Actually, that was kind of priority of my list of things to do because I had never done it before so mm-hmm. RC Racer was one of the first rides that I um went on on my trip um yeah. which was good because single rider as well so I literally got straight on which Great. was amazing perfect um so yeah love that and then they've got um Grizzly Gulch as oh how have you say that word how which I mentioned which is where you've got your um runaway train or big Grizzly Mountain um and again that is very different to any other runaway trains that I've been on. Okay. Um, it goes backwards. Wow. So you kind of go up this hill, and I swear, <laughs> I thought it had broken the first time I went on it, because you can't start going up this hill, and then it just falls straight back. Wow. And honestly, I literally grabbed the handlebars. I thought it had broken, because I try not to do any research before I go to the parks, because I don't want things like spoilers. Um, so yeah, and then you kind of go back, and then you go off to a different track. Okay. And then there are some bears there. Oh wow, then, so it's kind of, it's not like Big Thunder No, not at all. Like, there's more of a story to it. And then there's kind of an explosion and stuff falls down on you. And then you do a launch like you do on Space Mountain. Like you just shoot off. Amazing. Which is definitely, it's the fastest. It's definitely the best one I've ever been on. It's amazing. It was one of my favourites. I think I went on it three times. Wow. Because by the end of the day, it had no cue. So I like went around twice. Amazing. That sounds really good. Um, So you've kind of touched upon that being like a different version of classic Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. So another ride um, that I know lots of our listeners will be keen to hear about um, is of course Mystic Manor. Now, yes. if you don't know what Mystic Manor is, um, it's basically uh, Hong Kong's interpretation of Haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. but it's totally different. Yeah. Um, the exterior looks completely different, which obviously, again, I love the exterior. Yeah, it kind of it reminds me um, of like a Russian palace or something with like the kind of okay. dome yeah do you know what i mean and like Quirky, the colors colorful yeah but it's just it, I, and I, I mean i've never been to hong kong but obviously i know what the architecture looks like in china and it feels like it doesn't quite go with that in terms of it's more fantastical oh definitely definitely so yeah it's really nice so yeah anyway carry on finish off tell me the narrative what it was like did it live up to your expectations so yeah so the whole thing about mystic manor is um they couldn't they didn't want to offend sort of Chinese culture by putting in the Haunted Mansion or Phantom Manor um, just because they wanted to be culturally sensitive to sort of beliefs that China has so you're um, talking with regards to the afterlife. about Buddhism, right? Kind of, yeah. And also they have, China have a lot of strong beliefs in things like luck and they believe that ghosts bring very bad luck. They can wreck marriages, ruin jobs, affect your finances, things like that. So it just didn't seem fitting to put a ride that kind of celebrated this um into the hong kong disneyland Mm -hmm. um so that's why they changed it so they've put mystic manor there instead um which is good because it still kind of explores the idea of sort of mystical and the fantastical without um yeah offending anybody or stepping on anyone's toes but it's kind of still similar to phantom manor haunted mansion um yeah in the kind of style of ride it is 
Um, so yeah, so I'd obviously had a lot about this ride. Um, it's a firm favourite with a lot of people. A lot of people argue that it's Disney's best ride. So first time I went on it, I was expecting everything. And I was a little bit disappointed, mm. but I think because I had my hopes up high so high, I kept yeah. thinking like, okay, well, when's something really good going to happen? When's something really good going to happen? And then it just really didn't. Yeah. And I think as I spent the whole ride kind of thinking that, I didn't enjoy it so much. So then got off, slightly disappointed. A few hours later, there was no queue, so I was like, I'll go back on. Um and that time I kind of just took more of the story in and enjoyed the visuals and the actual ride. And that time I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it because it is very well done. So the story of it basically is, um, is it's Lord Henry's, Lord, yeah, Lord Henry's manor. Um, and he lives there with his little monkey, Albert, um, who is very cute. If you do ever go to Hong Kong, you'll see them on lots of merchandise um, on around the parks. People sort of mega fans of them. Kind of a bit like Duffy. But anyway, <laughs> that's another story. We don't go um, So yeah, so Lord Henry kind of goes around the world, collects these amazing artefacts. Um, and I won't give too much away, but he gets hold of this um, like jewellery box, music box. Um, and then you get onto the ride and Albert the monkey steals the jewellery box and open it and re- releases kind of this... Um, enchantment upon the manor and everything comes to life so essentially if you're familiar with the plot from sorcerer's apprentice yes then you're going to understand very very similar cool but it's very very well executed so um again i think another reason that i didn't really appreciate it is because the queue is done very very well you kind of go in and you've got you can see his artifacts and there's kind of pictures of the two of them everywhere so it's the story starts as soon as you get in but because there was no queue either time i went on it i went straight on so i kind of sped past all of that yes and then you ride in these um kind of magnetically railed cars um and the whole point is that lord henry has invented them himself okay and he's invented them so you can go on and you can look around his um kind of museum his artifacts so again it all kind of integrates the ride into the story very very nicely um so yeah very very well executed the animatronics and the visuals are great um yeah it's kind of hard to talk about it without giving too much away sure and you've mentioned there about the narrative and it's sort of starting as soon as you get on the ride yeah i'm assuming well i don't know actually because hong kong is obviously british isn't it so I'm wondering, what language do they use on it throughout the park? Um, so they use a mixture. So they use a mixture of Cantonese and English. I think there's some Mandarin as well. Um, it's quite clever in the way that they do it. So um, on the Iron Man experience, for example, this is... I use this ex- this example because this is where I can remember it being used the most heavily. Um, they'll do it. So Tony Stark will talk in English and then someone will respond in Cantonese, yeah. but they'll do it in that clever way. So they'll kind of ask the question and then answer it themselves. Yes. So They're yes. very good at doing this in uh, Paris as well. Definitely. So yeah. the, um, again, the example that always stands out in my mind was the Wishes fireworks mm-hmm. with where Peter Pan had lost his shadow and um, it would be Peter Pan going, clochette, clochette. And obviously, we don't know what clochette means. So Wendy mm-hmm. would go, yes, Peter, where is Tinkerbell? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you kind of know, um, yeah, what he what he's saying. So, yeah, that's Definitely. cool. Definitely. Very clever. Another thing as well um, about Hong Kong, and this is actually a question that we've had in from a listener on Twitter, is um, what is the park like in 
kind of extreme weather because I know they get quite a lot of rain and that sort of thing in Hong Kong and weather is something that we have chatted about a lot in previous episodes with you know these various different locations having such different Mm -hmm. climates so how do they kind of deal with that in Hong Kong are they equipped for adverse weather I would imagine that they probably are um I was there in February so it was quite warm Hong Kong is generally very very warm all year round it doesn't really get cold um but yeah, I'm not sure if they've got sort of measures in place for heavy rainfall and things. We spoke about Tokyo with having sort of the canopy um, over... Canopy? Food over... <laughs> canopy. What did I say? Canopy. Did I? Canopy. <laughs> yes, the food over to protect you from the rain. Like in um, um, that awful movie, Cloudy with a oh, Chance yeah. of Meatballs. Um, that's not Disney. We can't talk about that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they don't really have anything in place like that. Um, this is not a very good answer to this question because I don't really know, well, to be honest I guess, with you. Well, I guess it's probably like Paris. Like, I'm sure that yeah. they kind of have their queue lines with roofs and things yeah definitely yeah yeah cool cool um another thing as well that i wanted to talk about um possibly my favorite thing about going to disney parks is shows and entertainment mm-hmm. so i'm assuming they had a parade and a nighttime yeah. spectacular and that sort of thing what were they like um so i love the parade um the parade was kind of your standard um there was nothing kind of unique or different about it but it was just done very well like very good floats were you there like during a certain period um chinese new year oh yeah so i was there during that time um so i guess it was kind of themed to that a little bit yeah um although i have to be honest i can't remember specific examples off the top of my head in terms of the parade um shows get very very busy in hong kong they're very very popular i would say Actually, when thinking back to my trip, when I went, even though it was Chinese New Year, generally the park was rather quiet or okay. quiet for that time of year. But as soon as you get round to Fantasyland, it was crazy. You could ah, barely move. I that's think it's interesting. Just, yeah, so many children there. Um, and they just love all that princesses. Yeah, of and, course. Yeah, it's very, very what they're sort of into at the moment. But um, yeah. yeah, so anyway, shows. So as a result of that, and there's a couple of shows that are kind of in fantasy land. Um, so there were very, very big queues. So you do have to get there early. Okay. And um, I tried to go into one show. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was, it was an Olaf show. I can't remember <laughs> the name of it, but the story is, is that he... Um, there's a book and he gets lost from the book and oh, then has to find his way back to his story. That. So it was really good. Um, that was done a lot of, most of that actually was Cantonese. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a really fun show. But that, I tried to go into it and it was completely full. Um, so I had to go back and queue for an hour, wait for an hour earlier later. So. An hour to watch an Olaf yeah, show. Yeah, I know. Wow. I can't believe I did it. <laughs> there we are. Well, we're pleased you did because you could feed back and tell all of us. Oh, there you go. Um, and also, again, I think probably my second favourite thing about going to Disney parks the food so what did you eat where did you go were there any kind of standout restaurants that they have there that they don't have anywhere else um my answer to that is no um i was very disappointed by the food in hong kong um i did try to sort of branch out and try some new things but there just wasn't really anything unique or special um 
that I really wanted to try and then I just kind of ended up having sort of your generic general fast western food mm-hmm. um so yeah I was very let down by the food there and as we said they don't have sort of restaurants and things outside that you can go to yeah and like it is just what you've got planet in the park. hollywood cheesecake right. factory exactly. that yeah, kind of exactly. stuff okay so it's literally just disney restaurants yes okay that yeah correct that's disappointing mm-hmm. uh fine my tummy is not excited about the prospect of visiting hong kong after that sad revelation but there no we it's not the place to go if you're a foodie and what about like um thrill rides and that kind of thing do they have very many of those in hong kong because we've spoken a lot about like dark rides yeah. and the classics mm-hmm. um obviously the big thunder mountain ride that yeah. you mentioned is a bit more extreme but do they have coasters um so they have hyperspace mountain um which again was the first time that i'd ridden space mountain as hyperspace mountain yeah um i have to say i was a bit disappointed with it because it wasn't anywhere near as fast as the others that i've been on i found it really slow Mm. and obviously we know i'm not super into star wars either so the kind of yeah overlay on it didn't really didn't add anything i i i mean i i really like the the star wars overlays and i think one of the things that will probably become apparent if it hasn't already um as we do these episodes is that i'm quite musical in terms of i really i I love um you know these really powerful soundtracks and um my ability to kind of recognize a piece of music and exactly what scene in what movie it appeared is quite good so when i hear that kind of you know that that famous tune from something or it's a specific scene in a movie it can take me straight to that place so for me it really enhances a ride so I think having John Williams soundtrack yeah. on Space Mountain for me really escalates the experience. Having said that, I've only ridden Hyperspace Mountain in Paris, and that's mm. already a very thrilling coaster. Yeah. Um, I don't like Space Mountain in California or in Orlando. No, they're not. They're not. No. But are you saying because obviously you've ridden Space Mountain in California? Yes. Are you saying that Hong Kong is slower than California? I think think so, yeah. To my memory, it is, definitely. I just remember going on it, and again, I think it was the second ride I'd been on the day. It was one on my priority list, because I hadn't done it before. Um, As Hyperspace. As Hyperspace Mountain, sorry. Um, Yeah, and I just came off it being like, oh, well, that was disappointing. So, yeah, so that's probably more about the actual ride rather than the overlay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. Definitely. That's, well, that's a shame because I think California's is pretty bad. And it's really quick as well. It, oh, I feel over, like it's over like yeah. that. It's, it's not a long ride. It felt super, super quick. Yeah, that, that is disappointing to hear. Yeah. I just whistled. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourites, again, ironically, even though we know by now I'm not a Marvel fan, was the Iron Man experience. So what is this Iron Man experience? So it's like Star Wars. It's a um, simulator, 3D simulator. Um, And it literally just opened when I went. So it's very, very new. Um, And yeah, it kind of follows the story of a story not the story of the film like a new story and you follow tony stark on his adventure i'm impressed that's his name i was just about to say i'm really impressed that i you really know that actually iron man is one i actually do like if, i've seen the iron man films i do actually like them are you do you remember it because of how stark no okay <laughs> 
I was just joking. I don't know why. Yeah, great. Just, yeah. Okay, good start. So yes. they're, they're the, fir- the, the first Iron Man movie yeah. is like one of the first ones in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. So, you know, you're halfway there. I've seen it. It's, there we go. Done. You're all I'll, good. I'll in no time. Um, so, yeah, that was, that, was a good, that was a good ride. Again, that was very well done. Um, already spoken about how they kind of did that with the language. And I thought that was very, very clever. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, kind of there's a lot of... Um, British speakers, English speakers in um, Hong Kong, so they do kind of have to make sure that they cater for that Perfect. as well. Yeah. And what about um, again, like other classics? You haven't mentioned Pirates of the Caribbean. Do they have that there? I didn't go on Pirates of the Caribbean because yeah. um, I, as I say, I only had a day. Yeah. Um, and I had a list that I um, kind of prioritised things that I hadn't done or that were unique mm-hmm. to Hong Kong that I wanted to do. Um, so that wasn't one of the ones that I did. But they do have it? Yes. Cool. You're not sure? No, no, I'm not sure. Oh. I'm going to look this up right now. No, that's fine. So, um, moving on then, I guess the other part of your your experience (laughs) that you really wanted to talk about was the fact that you went on your own. Yes. Now, we've kind of said that, you know, we're kind of bucket listing a little bit Mm -hmm. when it comes to Disney parks. And one of the things that we we said was sometimes if you do that yeah you're kind of you're going to these parks and you're kind of going through the motions a little bit like yeah tick that one off um and you said that when you did that with hong kong Mm -hmm. it did take away a little bit from your experience so i'm just interested to hear more about that yeah i mean i would firstly say there is definitely something to be said for going to disneyland on your own um i think that it is a very good experience because you can kind of do exactly what you want to do. You don't have to worry about the other person. Single rider, brilliant, love it, can't fault it. Um, so I think it is a very positive experience in that sense. However, doing things like going to see a show or standing to watch the parade on your own is very lonely because you don't have anyone to share that with. Um, I wouldn't do any meet and greets by myself. It would just feel a bit odd. Um yeah, so it is. And I guess kind of with Hong Kong, I don't I don't know. Like, Tokyo didn't feel like it so much. I don't know why, but Hong Kong did very much feel a bit like, I'm only going to come here once, so I need to do the things that I'm not going to be able to do in any other park. So it did kind of feel a bit more like a tick box system in that respect. Um, so, yeah, it's just a very, very different experience. I would definitely recommend doing Disney on your own if you can. Um, I used to do Shanghai on my own for like a morning or just go and get coffee or whatever. And I loved that because you can kind of appreciate the park more. You can kind of sit there on your own and you get into your headspace and take a lot more in. Um, but yeah, going to Hong Kong because it was like, right, I've got today and that's it. And I need to get everything done that I need to do. But yeah, it's just a bit... Standing in a queue on your own is you can't you can't I play know. the games. Yeah, and well we have lots of games. games that yeah, we we'll play. have to share some at some point. Yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, you can't you can't entertain yourself and it does yeah. get quite lonely. And also I found in Hong Kong I kind of thought like, oh, maybe people will speak to me because I'm on my own, but no one did. It That's was, a real shame. It was quite a lonely day. I think also, um, like dining as well. Yeah. It's not good. And again, you know, I'm a foodie. I love yeah. to, you know, but it's a, you're not going to go to like a five star. No, restaurant exactly. On your own. I think that is why. I think you do miss out a lot on your own. Well, maybe not. It depends what you're kind of comfortable with doing. But I think you do potentially miss out on doing quite a lot um, when you go by yourself. I think that's why I didn't really 
experience any kind of good food because I was like, oh, I'll just grab whatever's easiest and eat it. I think I ate lunch like in the queue for yeah, the show because it's, it's more. It's I guess it's yeah. more an experience yeah. in a group and eating mm-hmm, definitely. Kind of Do you know what you didn't miss out on? What Pirates of the Caribbean? No, there's no. There's Pirates not of the there. Caribbean. I was thinking. I was like. Mm, I'm sure there is, but then I was like, yeah, I definitely didn't go on it. Though, yeah, no, so. don't worry. I, ju- I just looked for you. There's, okay. no, there's no Pirates of the Caribbean there, so you didn't miss out. Yeah, I was like, mm. that's weird, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. Unless I'm wrong and I've not looked. No, properly. I was thinking. I was like, I definitely didn't go on it there, but I'm sure it's there. But anyway, yeah, um, so that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I want to go to Disney yeah. on my own. But I think the only reason I want to is because then it probably means that I've got an annual pass for Paris. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only time I'd go yeah, on my doing own. It, doing it with an annual pass is different because you're not just going there for the sake of it. You're going because you know you've already been there before and it's just kind of different you do go there kind of more to soak up the atmosphere and experience it whereas yeah going to say that you've been I mean and that that's not the only reason I went like obviously I love Disney I love Disneyland I really wanted to go um but yeah it is it has to be said it's a very different experience Mm. it's got its positives um but yeah it's just it can be quite lonely and then afterwards because I remember I, I got the metro back into Hong Kong and I met Benji and he was like, oh, how was it? And I wanted to talk about loads of stuff. And he's not really into Disney anyway. Yeah, he wasn't he's interested. He's not got anyone to share. I kind no. of have this weird thing as well. I've had it since I was a little girl. If I went on holiday or I went to even just a friend's house for a sleepover mm-hmm. and I would come back and my parents would ask me about it, I just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. I've got this thing of like, I don't like to share experiences with people uh-huh. that weren't there. And I was a little bit like it with That's California and stuff. Like, yeah. It's different talking to you about Disneyland because you've Definitely. been there. But like when my colleagues are like, oh, how was California? Yeah. It's bit like I can't be bothered to go into it because it's so vast and yeah. whatever I say is Are not going to exactly yeah. and, and it's not going to articulate yeah. the, the magnitude of no. the trip I can't possibly yeah. explain two and a half weeks in Definitely. five minutes I would love to know this going back to the going on your own thing I would love to know you know those people that are like, I can't believe people go to Disney without children. Oh, yeah. I would love to know what they think of an adult going to Disney by themselves. They probably think that they need to go to jail, <laughs> is probably, what I would suspect. Probably, yeah. But there we are. That's a, a subject for another day. Um, with regards to Hong Kong Disneyland as well, it's, it's a bit of a shame because I feel I've probably missed out on my only opportunity. Well, I've kind of had two opportunities I could have mm-hmm. gone, and I feel I've missed them both. Obviously, the first being in 2016 when I went to visit you. Yeah. Uh, I can't kind of wish I'd tail-ended Hong Kong on the end of that trip but you know we did Beijing we did Shanghai we traveled around and I do think that adding another location would have just been in the time that we had it would have meant that we didn't have a significant amount of time exactly and it would have just been to to tick off oh I've I've been there so it wouldn't have been the right experience and then the second time was last year um my boyfriend was in Australia um his sister was in the Commonwealth Games and I was going to go but it was at the time we were buying our first house together and I just thought oh I can't really justify all of this money and his layover was in Hong Kong Uh and if I had gone to that Australia trip I would have 100% I I would have gone that's like so maybe if I do go to Australia one day or I go to New Zealand um, or if I go back to China then I would 100% go to Hong Kong then Um, but other than that I can't really see it being a destination that I'm going to go to. Um, I mean, aside from the whole visa thing, but I think if you're going to go that far, 
I would go to Shanghai, of course, because it is in China as well. Do you know what makes me laugh? And it will make you laugh as well. And hopefully, just from these conversations we've been having in these episodes, we've kind of expressed this in, in a way by talking about how vast all of these different areas are. But people that go, oh, yeah, I want to do a big trip and I'll do Shanghai, Disney, Hong Kong, Disney and Tokyo. Disney. It's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. whoa. <laughs> no, <on. laughs> because I think it's really important whilst, you know, we are chat Disney and Tash and I love Disney. We both actually love to travel yeah. as well. So I think for me, if I'm traveling to Tokyo and hopefully one day I'll get there, I want to see Japan as Definitely. well. So I would recommend that. I mean, my, my trip of China shanghai disneyland was incredible and obviously we'll talk about that next week but actually just exploring china as well was what made that holiday so special so if you are thinking about doing hong kong just you could do hong kong and shanghai you could do hong kong and shanghai i think you have to spend a few days in the place as well to appreciate those parks i think especially with china and i won't talk about it too much because we'll talk about it more next week but I think you need to have spent a few days in experiencing the culture. Definitely. To go to the park and kind of understand certain things, how they are, why they are. And and the same is to be said with Hong Kong as well. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they've done with sort of building that park that is kind of been done to sort of respect, you know, still Asian culture and things like feng shui and stuff. Yeah. So they've put, like, bends into the paths so, like, the good... Uh, like chi chi that's it chi <laughs> doesn't flow out into the sea and and things like that and i think you have to go and know a little bit about the place and the culture to kind of appreciate the parts i would definitely yeah. agree with that and as you just said you know it's quite nice actually that hong kong and shanghai the two episodes kind of tail into each other nicely because yeah. they, they do have a lot of similarities in that respect and i think i completely agree obviously you'd been living out there um when i went to shanghai it was at the end of my kind of two and a half week trip it was the final thing that we did so we really had a good idea of the culture and the people um because what you'll find and you know you experience this as soon as you get to the airport they queue differently in china yeah um and you know people just people behave differently and i think if you did just fly into shanghai disneyland one day and you hadn't experienced mm-hmm. the outside world yeah. it could be potentially quite jarring Hon- yeah hong kong is slightly different there is there is a bit of a divide between hong kong and mainland as well mm-hmm. there's a bit of a snobbery really um, what hong kong yeah. thinking they're better or the yeah. other way yeah. hong kong think they're better yeah so yeah, that's quite interesting as well. That's but, interesting. Um, I'm not going to go into that. Too no, much. definitely not. We try and keep this as unpolitical <laughs> yes. as possible. That's interesting. And do you think that I just said let's not talk about it? But do you think that's because Hong Kong is British? Yeah, and I yeah I think that it's there's a lot of money there. Um, there's a lot of expats there. Um, yeah, I guess they're sort of the main main reasons. There's yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you mention um, money as well. One of the interesting things is China generally. Um, when I went, it's quite a cheap place. Mm-hmm. Um, Shanghai Disneyland is a lot more expensive than the rest of China, but it's still a lot cheaper than other yeah. Disney resorts because of that. But you've just mentioned that Hong Kong's expensive. Very so expensive. was Hong Kong Disney expensive? Um, more expensive than Shanghai. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, not as expensive as the American parks. 
Um, but yeah, kind of in line of yeah. you know your average prices in in Hong Kong, and it is very expensive. Yeah, city. I'd forgotten how expensive the American parks can be. Oh god, it's ridiculous. It's literally. I I went to this small mortgage. Yeah, yeah. I went to this lady to just get a diet coke, and we had some spare change. It was kind of the end of the holiday, and mm-hmm. we were trying to get rid of all of our coins. And I think I had like three dollar twenty five or something. I was like, that would definitely be enough yeah. for a diet coke, and it was like four dollar fifty oh, which is like i don't know three three ninety yeah. i don't know three eighty i don't know how much it is in pounds but too expensive Jeez. for a diet coke mm-hmm. basically which yeah right. cool yeah so that wraps up our little chat about hong kong disneyland we will now be moving on to our final feature of the episode what's this what is this Okay, so I am going to give Mercedes a minute. Um, I'm thinking of a character or something to do with Disney. Might not be a character. Um, And you've got to ask me questions, yes, no questions, and see if you can get it right. Okay, have you got the timer ready? No, let me just get my trusty timer This makes me so nervous, the, like, the suspense and the tension, the pressure from the Disney community if I don't get it right. It was you doing this last time as well, last week. Oh, yeah. But you did what's this before. I did. Okay. So next week you need to do um, a a TikTok challenge. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Think of a good one. I will. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Um, Are they female? Are they a character? Yes. Are they female? Yes. Are they from the Disney Renaissance? Uh, Oh, no. Okay. Are they from... Oh, I wish you'd said yes. Um, Are they a princess? No. Are they in a princess movie? No. Are they a villain? No. Are they a sidekick? No. Are they a relative of the main character? No. Are they set in Europe? Uh, yes. Are they um, older than 30? Yes. Are they a mother? Oh, uh, I don't know. Do they have magical powers? No. Oh, gosh. There's a really obvious question you haven't asked. Are they an animal? Yes. Are they... They're a female animal set in Europe. Are they Italy? No. French? No. German? No. British? I don't actually know. Okay, great. Uh, so it doesn't have a strong... It doesn't have a strong setting. But you know it's Europe. That's what... Yeah. Is it from the Fox and the Hound? Yes. Is it a owl? Yes. Big Mama? Yes! Yes! I literally got that on a oh, minute. Well done. Thank you. That was good. I hate The Fox in the Yeah, Hound. I know you do. It's one I of my least it. favourite movies, <laughs> I think. But I'm impressed that I got that. If you got that at home as well, let us know. And if you think of any obscure characters that you think Tash and I may struggle with, feel free to send one of us an Instagram DM with a sneaky character that you'd like us to try and challenge the good other plan. one with. You can find me on Instagram at Miss. Sadie's Lois. And I'm Tashi with three Y's L S. L for Lima, S for sugar. Yes. Um, S for I Sierra. think that's what it is. I don't actually know. Okay, it well, might be a 90. I don't know. If that's not correct, you can find us both <laughs> yeah, at through Chat Disney. Chat Disney on Instagram <laughs> and our Twitter handle is at Chat Disney UK. Join us next week as we will be talking about one of my favourite parks, Shanghai Disneyland. It's our final park. I know, I know. What are we going to talk about after that? Oh, we have lots we of do ideas. We have lots of ideas, don't you worry. 
You're also going to be doing us a film review next week, aren't you, Mercedes? I will be, yes. So Avengers Endgame is released this Thursday. I cannot wait. I am so excited about this movie. You should be excited about this movie. I will watch them all at some point, I promise. She says this. We'll we'll (laughs) hold her to it. So, yes, tune in next week for all of that. And that is all from us for now. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.